This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Dr. Carl Bamlett, The Modern Caveman, a show that helps you to reshape your modern life using wisdom from the past. Welcome to The Modern Caveman for the start of 2022. Good to see you guys. Good to see you too, Caveman. Hope you had a good, uh, refreshing... Very relaxed and rejuvenated. It was actually a bit of a struggle to get here today. (laughs) (laughs) But we're here. We're here now. Good. Good to see you. Hopefully it's going to be a good 2022 for us. We're going to do a little preparation for that today. We have a wonderful guest, Steph Beck, here to join us. Hi, Steph. Hey, guys. Excited to be here with the Carl Squared. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. We'll be right back. Today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about getting started in 2022 with, uh, you know, the other things that are going on, how we can get our mindset right. And Steph, we're going to have you talk about something that's coming up with you um, in your um, professional career and talk a little bit about some of the things you got going on to the start of this year that people might want to go out and have a little relaxing time with. Yeah, um, so it's exciting to kind of just kick the year off with a, a big show coming up at um, the Maiden uh, Made Canterbury Festival, which is going to be at the Isaac Theatre Royale. Yep. And basically, that and it's between the 24th to 27th of um, March. Okay. And it's going to be an awesome, um, basically, celebration showcasing all different types of genre of the performing arts that's made specifically right here in Canterbury. Okay. So it's really cool. And this is an initiative that the Isaac Theatre Royale has put on. This is their second year. But basically, after the um, you know COVID-19 pandemic has kind of come into place, they um, were wanting to find a way to support the artistic community. Mm. And so they've put this really cool show together. That's It's quite a big show. Um, and as I said, this week, this time around, it's going to be four, four days. Um, and yeah, so I'm really excited about my shot. I'm going to be to- playing two shows. I'm going to be doing the opening night. Yes. And also be playing on Friday night, the 25th of March at 5.30 p.m. with a full band. Oh, wow. So that's going to be a rocking good time. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, tickets are available on um, the Isaac Theatre Royal website as well as Ticket Tech. And basically people can get in now. It's going to be fun. Happy hour. Grab a ticket, grab a drink, grab a friend. Get some good music going. Fantastic. And you, there's another event that you had going on too that you're um, promoting. Oh, yes. Well, um, so at the, I guess um, uh, I've basically started doing a lot of music business stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, currently managing an artist who's doing a New Zealand tour this year, Excellent. which is really exciting. It's been fun kind of navigating COVID times with that, as well as being able to just booking shows and um, getting her started because she's basically just released a new album. The album's coming out officially on the 25th of February. And her name is Lee Martin. She's fabulous. Um, and so that's been really fun, kind of getting to help another artist basically grow and evolve and find their fan base hmm. um, and learn a few tricks and things for myself along the way. So I've kind of found myself getting into a lot of uh, event management things as well. I just uh, did Rhythm and Alps. So that was fun down in Wanaka. Pretty crazy time. Um, dubstep, you know. <laughs> Not really my genre of music, yeah. but um, it was fun. It was good fun. So I went down there and worked with 212 Group. Group. And basically, I've been starting to kind of um, branch out and work in the festival field a little bit as well. So, um, and now we've got nostalgia coming up. 
So that's going to be exciting. That's on the 12th of February. So. For those listeners that haven't heard your music before, tell them what type of genre or what type of music you, you focus on. Yeah, so my genre is definitely country pop. Um, yeah. <laughs> not too much country twang, but uh, a little bit of Jewel, Alanis Morissette, a little bit of the Cranberries kind of all mixed into one, um, and that equals me, I guess. Okay. So if people want to tune in on Spotify, you can check out some of my previous releases. Um, I've got an EP and a single release, I Have a Dream. And I'm currently working on some new music. So hopefully I'll be in the recording studio doing some new music in the next two months. That's the goal. So, Steph, we're going to be listening to one of your tracks, you know, throughout the show here. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about well, the first song and what, what um, the story behind it? Oh, sure thing. So the song's called I Have a Dream. A few of the listeners may have already heard this one, but this one's quite a special one to me because um, this song is about, um, I originally was listening to, of all things, um, the Martin Luther King speech, yeah, I exactly Have a Dream. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I just happened to, as you do, I was watching a YouTube version of his speech and I just felt so inspired about just that that tagline, like, I have a dream, and what does it actually mean for me? Um, and also us as a community and society. And um, that was basically, you know, people working together as a community, loving each other regardless of our differences. And if we kind of made more space for love, um, there would be less room for discrimination. And we would be able to, I think, reach our full potential as individuals and as a society. So it's basically just kind of talking about, I guess, what the dream is, is if we all could kind of work together, what the what it could look like. So it's just kind of like a fun little positive message slash song, um, just talking about that. Um, well, yeah. now that now's a great time of the year, you know, mm. for us to reconnect with our dreams, isn't it? You know, like um, a lot of people at the start of the year will set a resolution, you know, mm. and. Um, Maybe they've already stopped at that resolution that they yeah. <laughs> that they set at the start oh, of the no. year. But um, but what a great um, great theme and title, you know, of a song, um, particularly for this time of year. You know, as people are thinking about what is the year ahead for them. Yeah, awesome.
next up, we have your second song coming up, which is entitled... Good Times. Good Times. Tell us the story behind that song. <laughs> um, so I have a double life or multiple lives now, as it would seem. So basically during the day, I'm a health and safety manager for a commercial construction company. And then at night, I'm a singer-songwriter. So basically, this song is just about living for the weekend sometimes and just waiting for it to let your hair down, let loose, have some fun, recharge, and just have a good time because you can't take life way too seriously. Very good advice during these times. Yes, definitely. Get recharged and restored when we have our free time. Mm, Exactly. Take a listen to this.
Well, Kaz, I've got a question for you. Sure, fire away. Um, so basically, I do like multi-choice questions, by the way. So oh, okay. Is it one of those ones? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> um, but I guess for me, as um, uh, an entrepreneur in a way, or a business manager of my own music career, as well as looking after other musicians and now event management, mm -hmm. um, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is an entrepreneur who is basically growing and striving to grow? bigger yes. um, and stay motivated, especially with challenges that you may face. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really time. good question because, mm. you know, as we um, set off on the journey, we have um, all these great intentions, this, mm. this picture in our mind, the dream, you know, um, yeah. of what it is that we're working towards. And then the reality hits in and then some things come along for the ride that we didn't necessarily uh, expect. And that could um, detract us. It could um, sidetrack us and it could actually um, halt our progress. So mm. it's actually a great um, a great thing to think about and discuss because um, I've been doing some workshops just this week as I've come back into business and we've been running through a 10 steps to plan success in the year, in the year 2022. So I've got a, you know, a tool that people can have. So I'll, I'll share that tool with you. Yes, please. But, but one, of the, one of the tools at the end, um, the final step is actually once we've gone through those previous steps um, and got clarity of different things we're gonna plan for for the year, we go to the goal setting side of things. And you may have heard of um, smart goals, um, people mm. setting smart goals. You know, it's taught in all the business classes and schools and campuses and things like that. And and um, I think smart go goals are a cool framework, but I don't think they're actually the best. I think actually smart goals aren't that smart. So um, mm. might be a bit controversial, but uh, because the smart, the SMART um, stands for being, the goal needs to be specific, it mm. needs to be measurable, and it needs to require activity, or some people say it needs to be achievable. Um, I say if it's realistic and it's relevant, then it should be achievable. Um, and it has a time frame. So that's a really good criteria and a great framework for setting goals. And um, I noticed that some people that set SMART goals, they don't actually achieve them. And I think it's because of the reason that you talked about is that motivation wanes. Mm. And so what I do with um, with the SMART goals is I put a letter I in front of it. And so the letter I stands for inspiring. So if you're going to set a goal, make sure that the goal is going to be inspiring. You know, and inspiring comes from the word, um, well, it's broken up into two words. It means being in spirit, you know. So that's how the word inspiring comes from. So when we're um, in our full spirit, then we're all alive. We've got all the energy, all the um, motivation that comes with that. So what tends to help a goal um, be inspiring when we when we um, form the formulate that criteria is the reason why we want to achieve the goal. What's the purpose of achieving that goal? Why do I want to achieve that, whether it's a growth target, whether it's a, a client, new client base, or it's a new market segment, or it's a, a new release of an album? What's the purpose behind that? Why is that important to me? What is it going to enable? What are the benefits? What are the fruits that are going to come from that? So, so I think um, the motivation part is make sure that the goal is inspiring. Just to give you an example, real life one, and I share it all the time. People that have heard it probably get bored of me saying it, but today, um, you know, it's a, it's a sunny day at home, in outside. Um, it's summertime, and um, I'm not sure what it's like at your place, but my grass grows quite a lot at this time of the yes. year. Yes, <laughs> you turn around, it's yeah. already grown back. Like, oh. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, I could set a goal, which is a smart goal, which is to mow my lawns once a week. You know, it's specific, measurable. It, requires, it, it takes all those um, that criteria. But I'm not that excited about getting <laughs> out and mowing my lawns. I don't mind doing the lawns, and I, I love to seeing the end result. But if I had a goal that was, hey, to be riding up in the hills, in the Port Hills, once a week, and I could do that every year, every day, of, every every week of the year, that would be inspiring for me. 
if I could create my my weekly plan where I was able to do that, that would be a, a more inspiring goal for me, you know, to be out on my mountain bike out in nature. So, mm-hmm. so for me, um, the motivation bit is make sure that it's inspiring and it's connected to the, to your why. Boy. Bit of a long-winded way of explaining it all, but hopefully that... I love that I because um, sometimes with um, being an artist, you basically, every opportunity that comes along, you say yes to, yes. regardless if it may be inspiring or not. Yes, you don't that's want to right. miss out on an opportunity. That's but... a really good point because we sometimes set goals and they have to do goals. I yeah. have to do it otherwise, you know. Well, if it's a have to do goal, then it becomes a bit of a burden and a chore sometimes. So, mm. yeah, so if you can have an inspiring one in there, then um, I guarantee it'll heighten your chances of achieving it. That's amazing. I will apply that. Thank you. Nice one. So, other Carl, <laughs> um, a question that I actually get from fans and friends is, um, how do you learn to identify or be more in tune with your your own body and mm-hmm. what your specific health needs are for yourself? Um, I, I've kind of been on this own personal health journey of learning to become more in tune with myself, but I find it really hard to kind of explain to other people mm-hmm. how they can become that way. So I was just thought maybe you might be able to shed some light on that. That's a great question and one that not everybody comes to. Mm. Um, so the, the way to actually do that is through a process. So as you start out in the beginning, um, you don't really know what you don't know. Yeah. So you have to start figuring out something at some point. So you figure out, okay, so I'm sore in this point, this point, this point, or I feel lethargic and tired, um, and anything can be the cause at the early stages. So then you have to find help to get you feeling better, whether it be from your your trusted GP or chiropractor or nutritionist or however you go about doing that, and you start to zero in on possible causes. Mm -hmm. And so then they will hopefully identify and you help you identify certain things that are detracting for you. So the, some of the things that can pop up are, are the diet and nutrition. That's one thing that can be a, a, a big key to it. And once you start to figure that out a little bit more, there's certain things that we don't agree with. And then once you figure out one that's really affecting you, then the other ones become a little bit easier. And you start to take journals and figure out exactly what happens. But eventually you get it intrinsically, you just know. Mm-hmm. Like you have something and when you're aware, you feel like, I don't feel as energetic, I feel sluggish. This feels off once you start to zero in on a little bit more. And it's a process of doing it on repeat and really trying and focusing on it. Like if you go to the gym, you want to lift, you know, 200 kilograms in a bench press or something or 50 kilograms in a bench press. You don't put that on there and go right away. Nope. You start out lower and you start to get your body trained to be able to do that and do that exercise. And then you get better at it and you get more precise and you can handle those things. So if you start to start somewhere, you cut out certain foods and you see what they do to you, that's the best place to start. It's just mm-hmm. seeing how things respond and being aware of everything that you're doing and going through that process. And it it's, can be a very hard process in our modern day with, with foods, the way they're um, created and all the different ingredients in there. So, so oftentimes you need a lot of help and it's quite a big effort to put this together. And so that's part of it. We have to be very observant, long process doing that. And you also have to be aware of other things in your life. So if there's extra stress going on or if there's um, an injury or something else, those can all affect us in the same way. They can affect anywhere. So you could have an upset stomach that can be created by food in part and also be created by our stress. Mm -hmm. So as we have all these different areas combining with it, you have to be really aware of the um, stressors on you, your emotions, your nature. So say you're a workaholic, you know that that's going to be your weakness. You're going to be constantly doing that. So be, realize that that's probably going to be part of what's going on a lot of the time. Where if you're not a workaholic and you, you like to relax a lot, that might be part of the problem. 
for that type of person. So different things for different people. It's a very complex thing. But once you start to zero in on your nature, things, how they affect you, things, how they affected family members. So if you know that your grandparent um, can't have a certain food, that's a sign that maybe that doesn't agree with you. And start there and then mm. see if it works and then go from there. And as you start to weed out the things that are really making you feel off, then you can zero in on the other things that benefit you. Um, and, you know, for for me at this stage in mine, it's really easy for me because I've been working at it for 20-some years um, yeah. as my profession. And so I know with me just instantly kind of what I have to do and for my family around me, the same thing, and my patients. And it's it's practice, hard work, on repeat. And you just keep doing You keep zeroing in on the exact things you can have. And it can be as specific as... Kumara might be really good for you. You might do really well with Kumara if it's an orange Kumara, but a red Kumara might be bad, and those blue Kumaras might be really, really bad for you. That's how specific it can be. So it's yeah. identifying how everything reacts, being aware, observing, trying each thing, and then saying, okay, something was off about that. What did I change? And you change this, so take notes, put that in the book, and then you know, okay, that doesn't agree with me. And then you avoid that in the future. And then the next time you come across something bad when you're having the same food, you can say, okay, that didn't agree with me. What is different about that? And then you assess it, figure out what's in that that's different. And then that's how you narrow things down and you get really specific. And then if every day you're doing well and any one thing pops off, you know right away, hey, that's what did it. And there's no questions. There's no uncertainty. You know, there's something along the line that's doing it. So, yeah, being really aware all the time on those things and just kind of zeroing in on those little things and taking the time to do it and taking the time to do it because that's the thing and and um, not being discouraged or thinking because like even with that starting thing like oh that's so much to do but actually mm -hmm. it's not when you if you even just focus on one thing at a time like i remember i like mm -hmm. i've been kind of focusing on this probably maybe for the best maybe 15 years for myself so mm -hmm. i started out with noticing i thought i had a food intolerance so i cut out gluten to start with yeah. and um when i cut that out for a good amount of time i think it was maybe six weeks and then i realized i felt so much better when i didn't have it mm -hmm. so that was kind of i guess as you said a way to start becoming more familiar with my body and how yeah. food um affects my body and then it kind of evolved into then identifying when my body's feeling like it needs a specific thing or like it's like telling you like oh i need more vegetables or you know like it can go as far as that which is quite amazing when you start to like listen or even just ask yourself questions mm -hmm. you start to learn to un recognize the voice of your body i mm -hmm. guess is a way to put it exactly perfect Because it's been great to have our guest here with us today. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we're going through right now. And that's one of the ways to kind of put it is the, the COVID smog. How do we continue on through the COVID smog and um, make it brighten up a bit and get through it and look positive? And so Steph's got some things here today that are going to help us out with it. But there's also a few things that we want to touch on that I see in clinic a lot with people. Cool. That, that we're going to try and talk about and see who else associates with that and what we can do to try and change that around. Sounds good. So some of the things that, you know, a lot of people are dealing with that are challenging, that they're that make them get a little bit run down and the, the fog setting in that COVID smog is that we're kind of locked in home. You know, we have the grocery deliveries. We have everything being brought to our house. We're working from home. Uh, don't travel out as much as we would. Um you can't go out to church, can't go to gatherings. That's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you're kind of stuck away from things that really give us meaning. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you saying there um, that's for a certain group of people? Because I know some people are still relatively living a normalish sort of lifestyle. So it's, it's so. not every single one, but there are some people who are more stuck at that where they're not going out and they're really cautious and yeah. you know, being you know sort of 
doing it willingly, but also kind of doing it from other reasons too. There, sure. I mean, and it's yeah, social social isolation uh, yeah. is really being being a big thing with certain people. And even if it's not complete, it's still more than they were doing before all this. And so they're not at their level of socialization that makes them the happiest. Or the level of I mean, if you're not going to church for a long time, which has been a lot of people for a yeah, long time, for sure. that can have a big effect too. Yeah, um, and that's some of the the things that have caused some of those issues. But then we start, one of the big things that's happening with a lot of people right now is weight gain. Um, over this time with the extra stress, extra habits to snack, not able to get out and be as physical, weight gain is big. Um, lethargy or fatigue, that's a real big one. Um, levels of energy might be up here normally, but they've dropped through the floor and people just are struggling to get motivated. Um, with those, you also get into chronic pain. As we get run down, chronic pain levels get higher. That's where something called fibromyalgia is a bit more noticed. Fibromyalgia is a concern where the, the energy gets low, pain starts to get higher but all throughout the body because we just aren't producing as much of the anti-inflammatories in our body like the cortisone, cortisone and the cortisol, um, and uh, we just start to get more pain throughout our body. Um, and then we also are getting a lot of people who are having new health concerns because they weren't able to be seen during the lockdowns or they just weren't going out and it's been much more challenging for them. And so new health concerns are, new health concerns are starting and they're not getting um, the proper attention that they would otherwise. So these are all things that people are dealing with. Um, and the, with those, that brain fog comes in. Probably the most common thing that I'm seeing in clinic is just everyone seems to have a bit of a fog starting over their head, but they're not thinking as clearly, they're not as motivated, they're not having that same energy, they're not ready to get out and go exercise quite the same way. I mean, it can come across in many different ways, um, and it can affect us differently. But there's a few things that we can all do to keep that brain sharp and keep it working, and if you've had a head knock or something like that, get it, get it looked at, or if it's a historical one, that's another one that can really make that, that fogginess worse. But there's a there's a study in front of you there, because it talks about how we can keep that, um, that brain sharp and crisp, and what are some things that we can do just to really keep it going as we get older, or as the, the fog starting to set in? Yeah, sure. Okay, man, I'll, I'll just read out the wee article here that um, research now shows that you can boost your brain power fairly quickly. Hmm. So that sounds encouraging, doesn't it? You yeah. know? Um, in fact, the UCLA research study from the American Journal of Ge Geriatric Psych um, Psychiatry shared that people can improve cognitive function and brain efficiency in only two weeks. And they did so with four lifestyle changes. So here's the lifestyle changes. You'll see there's a pattern here because it all comes back to a couple of key things. But yeah. um, the first one is um, doing some memory exercises. Um, you know, I know uh, you know some people do different crosswords or um, yeah. Sudoku's and those sorts of things there to help um, help with those um, as keeping the, the brain active. Um, but also eating healthy, um, of course, would be in there, including some regular physical fitness activities and reducing stress in daily life. So. Um, you know, having those four um, changes or working on those four areas can certainly go a long ways to to boosting your um, your brain power. Yeah, and some things that we can do because um, as we're doing this, we're always trying to work. I mean, the people I deal with are always trying to work to keep their body going, and me and you are always trying to work to improve and move forward. And so, some things that we can do that are real simple that can push this forward and go the right way. Um, uh, the number one thing that we do that can get a huge benefit from changing is our breathing. So yeah. think of how many times you, you breathe each minute. The average rate is around 12 to 20 breaths per minute. Okay. And if we're breathing in an incorrect pattern that increases stress, we're increasing our stress 20 times per minute. And if we're breathing in the correct time, mm -hmm. the correct way that decreases it, we're going to decrease it about 12 to 20 times per minute. Okay. So in the chest breathing, where you're breathing all mm -hmm. up there, which is really common, especially for exercising or doing something, the exercise breathing up there is a little bit more understandable. We're just trying to get that 
airbag, but during stressful situations, we breathe up there too. Yeah. And that's the one we got to try and change because breathing down into our diaphragm yes. is where we release that stress and that tension, and that's a big thing to do. And so that's the sort of like the step one, eh? Is that's, start, we'll start with our breath. Start out with our breath. That's, yeah. that's the first thing to try and change that stress pattern, which will kick that fog and start to lift it a bit. So when you start to feel that fog, Lay down on your back, hand on the abdomen, hand on the chest, start to breathe in the stomach. Or if, if you want, we've talked in the past about the Wim Hof method and how people do that to help with um, anxiety and tension and um, many other things that, we, that, that if you want to find that show, that's the one in the past that can go back and look up. But that's a great technique that has um, uh, an app that you can follow on on the, the Play Store that will get you breathing and doing that correctly, which can have some great benefits. Nice. Um, another thing, literally take the road less traveled. Right okay. What do you mean by that, Kevin? So literally, taking, so when you're driving to work in the morning, instead of going your same old route that you take every single day that you're oh, not yeah. even focusing, you're just driving along and you're in a zone thinking about whatever, use the brain power to create that new path to find the new way to your destination. It is yep. literally taking the new way to make you think and process and do things so you're creating those new connections in your brain mm -hmm. that's going to make it so you can increase your neuroplasticity so that's an important thing for us is to make keep those keep creating new connections so those old ones don't get too ingrained and then we lose the other capabilities to do other things yep makes sense another good one that i found was uh in this in this article stop multitasking and single task right okay so we um, <laughs> a lot of us are juggling a few different things at the same time yeah, yeah. if if in the moment you're working on the one thing instead yeah. of the multiple things you're going to be better so think of i know i have a i have a two-year-old mm -hmm. and i know that when i'm looking after her and trying to you know cook a cook a meal or trying to do something else None of it gets done as well as it should otherwise. You know, the, yeah. the meal might get burnt or she may fall over and smack her head onto something, <laughs> which happens a lot anyways because they, they're, they're little rambunctious things, which are fantastic. But uh, if you're a little bit here, a little bit there, it makes everything a little bit harder. And there's some actual um, data in here that shows um, qu quite a telling tale. So research, re research shows that multitasking reduces productivity by up to 40%. And multitasking on cognitive tasks is, an, is equivalent to an IQ drop of 15 points. So we are doing things less effectively and less intelligently by trying to do many things all at once instead of doing them one at a time mm -hmm. and knocking them off the list like that. Yep. So it may feel a little better, but let's focus on the one thing. Next thing we can do, and part of the reason why Steph is such a good fit for today's show, is listen to music. Awesome. So, um, the classical and instrumental music yes. um, are the ones that are typically studied for this, um, and they can have a, a, a significant increase in your ability to pay attention. I know yes. when I was in school, I would listen to classical music with no words in it, yes. just to make it so I could be kind of upbeat and going while I'm studying in the in the library for two or three or four hours. Yeah, I remember it being a um, a strategy or one of the one of the tools for. Uh, another show we talked about depression, anxiety, you know, mm -hmm. and part of the, um, you know, the the program was, uh, and one of the ten steps there was was listening to the to the classical music. Yep. Yeah. It, it's massive effects. I mean, you can even think of you're listening to an upbeat song, and you're at the end of it, you're feeling good. Yeah. You feel good from the music, or if you have one that's got a bit of a downbeat and down mm -hmm. lyrics, you can feel down. Yeah. So put yourself in that state to have the good music that you like. Um, taking a break. Don't push yourself too hard so you're too run down. 
That's the next step. Yeah, and I guess a lot of us, um, a lot of people this time of the year will will go and have a break. And a lot of the people in the construction industry, for example, and, mm-hmm. and other other fields uh, use the Christmas New Year period as a, as a time to have a, have a good break. You know, it's something that I certainly do. But yep. um, are you talking about not just um, a break, like days-wise, like holidays? Are you talking about even just during the day? In the it? day, too. Yeah. In the day, too. So, um, so for instance, there's... Um, contact we both know um, mark pfeiffer talks about you know taking break in between and he's got a few pareto principle and a few mm-hmm. things that he talks about these guys that, that shared their information and you take five minutes off every hour or 10 minutes off every hour 15 minutes off every hour to let the brain stop and relax and those other 45 minutes you'll actually make up with the increased productivity of mm-hmm. taking that little break yep so Space out your work. Don't get too much in a row and get too wind down. And lunch breaks, tea breaks, they exist for a reason. A lot of people like to try and get rid of them. Definitely. But then also the the principle I like that you have that is sharing that that each school holidays you take yeah, every a break 90, 90 days roughly, you know, yeah. or in between the the seasons, you yeah. know, um, four seasons there. Yeah, for sure. That's that's great, and everyone should kind of try and follow this as much as they can. And with with New Zealand's um, paid leave for for time off, there's there's not really many excuses to not be mm. able to do that because it's it's a wonderful uh, way to get get your break and get rejuvenated and come back to work yeah, doing a better job. Yep. Um, next one, exercise. Yeah. Getting getting out, going to the mountain bike hills, um, doing a bit of uh, push ups or sit ups at the office, little things like that can increase your clarity and get you functioning better. I mean, I think... Get the blood going, eh? Yeah, I think everybody who's done this really understands that pretty well. I mean, once you start to, you know, break that that fog that starts when you're just sitting there staring at a book for too long, it's pretty easy. Even standing up and stretching does it a little bit. That's not much of a a burn. Uh, And then what you were talking about earlier, memory games, train your brain. Yeah. That's another thing. Just train the brain. Keep working at it. If you don't use it, you lose it. Same thing with with your mind and your memory. So putting all these things together can be tricky for you. That's one aspect of the thing to get that fog away and get you feeling better. But with all these other, um, the weight gains, the lethargies, all those things going on, getting the brain right is part of it, but we have to find the other routine that's going to get us back into the tra- into the, the right train of thought. And so with that, I mean, you helped me um, get my TV show going. Uh, yes many years ago, which is still out there online, and I, I, I don't actually operate it. Um, but it's a great resource for people who are needing that full help yeah. with everything. It, there's there's a meal plan. There's um, exercise guide. There's all these things that they can watch these videos, um, follow along, have it guide them, keep watching it as they need, mm. and just kind of brings them along to get back to where they were pre all this stuff. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, you know, as a, as we start the the year off with this particular show and and others, um, you know, now is a good opportunity, you know, to bring some awareness, you know, to where where we're at and mm-hmm. um, and be intentional about, uh, you know, what we want for this year ahead. Um, maybe some takeaways. Some people that have been listening may have, they may have listened to one of those seven steps and think, okay, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna implement that this year. You yep. know, um, so I want to encourage people not to just think about it, but actually just do it. You know, if the breathing one, if it was the um, the taking a break one, or listen to the music, whatever it was, uh, you know, maybe um, you know don't don't let it just be an idea. Maybe let it be something to um, to to action and implement. He's good. Yeah. One thing I took on this year that mm-hmm. you introduced last year on the show was doing something, doing something new, going or going to a new oh, place, yes, yes. eating something new, and drinking something new. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so all the news. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I did a, a few new things. So over the holidays, I went to a new area in Nelson. So I went to the Bush Reserve, which was fantastic. Went okay. there and experienced that. It was a good swimming hole. Did that with the family. Um, I had a new food, a loquat yes. fruit. All oh, right. 
which was which was unique. And I haven't done the new drink yet, but I'm yep. hoping to maybe uh, share one with you, and we'll try and figure. Yeah, we'll try and find one yeah. um, after the show, maybe. We'll find one after the show. Find a new a <laughs> new, new drink. kombucha or something like that. Or absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, something yeah. to just you know birthday because that gives a little bit of you know uniqueness to the year. And yeah, uh, yeah this is going to be a good year. Excellent. Looking forward to it, Caveman. You can find our podcast on Facebook at Dr. Carl Bamlet, the Modern Caveman, on the Plains FM website and iTunes, and you can get the live stream from plainsfm.org.nz or the TuneIn app. On behalf of Carl Warty, I'm Dr. Carl Bamlet, chiropractor at the Alpha Omega Clinic, reminding you that you can't change from within on the outside looking in. Thank you for listening to Dr. Carl Bamlet, the Modern Caveman. For more healthy lifestyle tips, find Dr. Carl on drcarlbamlet.com and like him on Facebook. I'm Pascal Batrick, signing off for Dr. Carl Bamlet, the Modern Caveman.